Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, the Blue Jackets have rallied to tie it up with the Capitals 5-5 with five and a half minutes left in the third. Ovechkin scored in the first period his 40th of the season. So he surpasses Wayne Gretzky for the most 40-goal seasons ever. Ovechkin has 13, Gretzky 12. Can also tell you, Hurricanes and Rangers 2-2 late in the third. Flyers leading the Panthers 5-3 with two and a half to go. Wild and Devils are now in overtime. Timo Meyer tied it up for the Devils 12-08 into the third, his 35th of the season. The Predators hammer the Sabres tonight. 7-3 is the final there. Three and a half minutes left in Boston. Bruins leading Ottawa 2-1. The Canadians upend the Lightning 3-2. Islanders lead the Maple Leafs 3-2 early in the third. Late second period, Jets now up 2-1 on the Coyotes. Blues and Red Wings 2-2 in the second. Start of the second period, Seattle leading Dallas 3-1. McCann has his 34th. He's had a great season. Still coming up in half an hour, Flames at Ducks. Golden Knights at Canucks. Oilers, Coyotes tomorrow on 6.30. Ched, face-off show at 7 after a one-hour edition of Inside Sports. And the game, uh, well, it says 8.30 on the schedules. It's really going to start more around, I think, 8.52, 8.50-ish. Pretty uh, late one tomorrow as the... Uh, Oilers take on the Coyotes. Oilers looking for their fifth consecutive victory. Okay, uh, really cool story here. I am pleased to uh, welcome back to Inside Sports. He's now an offensive lineman with the Montreal Alouettes, but of course he won the Grey Cup in November with the Toronto Argonauts. It is Justin Lawrence checking in. Hey, Justin, how are you? Hey, Reid, how's it going? I'm doing great. I want to throw it at you here. I was just talking about the, uh, the Oilers game. Uh, oddest start time you could remember as a pro or high school or college, either like, why are we playing so early in the day or why are we <laughs> kicking off so late at night? <laughs> so uh, I'll give you a good story. Um, not necessarily me playing, but I had a great experience of coaching this off season where um, I was co- coaching a selects program for the U of A Bears uh, down in Texas, actually. And I believe we had a game at 8 a.m., um, the first game of the day for the kids. And I just remember showing up to that and be like, I don't know who in their right mind wants to play a game at 8 a.m. Um, so, but I, for me personally, um, uh, one of the coolest experiences too was uh, I remember going down to Team Canada in high school in Texas. And uh, we actually played our football games down in Kuwait. And I'm pretty sure we played our games around uh, midnight to 1 a.m. in the morning just to get away from the heat. So um, I've had a couple cool experiences where I'm just like, you know, what are we doing right now playing at this time? Well, but you're, you're right. I mean, that's why they had the World Cup in Qatar in December, right? Was yeah. because of the, the the summer heat. So I guess you wouldn't want to be kicking off at 1 p.m. or something like that, and you, you can't move by halfway <laughs> through the first quarter. Yeah, exactly. Okay, 
Here's a question for you, Justin. <laughs> How was your weekend? Did you do anything interesting? <laughs> uh, pretty normal weekend, you know. Um, no, nah, just kidding. It was uh, an incredible weekend. Um, got the had the pleasure of bringing the Grey Cup home this weekend. I uh, flew out to Toronto on Thursday, first thing in the morning, and then flew back that night. And then, you know, had a pretty uh, jam-packed weekend. So I, uh, you know, got off to a lot of stuff. The, the first day I had it on the Friday, I took it to all three of my schools I went to in Spruce Grove. So my, my uh, elementary school, Brookwood, my middle school, Greystone, and then my high school, Spruce Grove Comp. And then, you know, went to a couple uh, community teams around the area and then did a massive fundraiser the Friday night at the Spruce Grove Brew House for a, um, a program called the Connection and Compassion Community Foundation, um, which is like a local at-risk youth group ran by some amazing ladies who I got to meet. They're actually out of Spruce Grove, and, um, and it was an incredible event. We raised uh, around $6,000 for them. Um, which was, you know, beyond awesome. And uh, Spruce Grove Brewers did a great job of matching whatever we, you know, got that night. And then Saturday um, kind of was a little bit more laid back, but went and visited my grandparents um, at their place in Leduc. It's a 55-plus building, so got to go meet a lot of their uh, friends and families around that area. And then um, visited a local brewery in Spruce Grove called Ravenport. Um, got to meet the awesome owners there. One of the ladies is actually um, a city councilor in uh, Spruce Grove. Um, unbelievable people, a great place to be. Um, so they, they gave us some great hospitality. And then Saturday night was uh, a little bit of a tour of downtown Edmonton, which uh, luckily the, the Great Cup survived. Um, a lot of people got to you know check it out and have a great experience with it. And then uh, Sunday... Um, we, you know, did a, shot a little uh, interview with my family. I um, had the pleasure of working with a great crew this weekend. Um, uh, Red from Rad Films, he kind of videoed uh, most of Friday and, you know, kind of got to like, get a little bit of an insight of, you know, my story and get to meet my family and stuff like that. And then a good buddy of mine, Peya from Medvedev uh, Media, he shot everything, got me some great pictures, you know, some good memories for my family with the cup. And so, you know, we did that and then got to visit uh, the U of A Bears Academy from 1.30 to 2, uh, 2.30 to uh, see some of the players who are in the academy, the, you know, younger guys, like kids who are in high school, um, you know, kind of give back to, you know, a program. Not only did I play for the U of A, but, uh, you know, I was in the academy in a lot of the camps growing up too as a kid. So, that was really special. And then took him to a, a local restaurant in Stony Plain where I got to hang with a lot of close friends and family, come out and, you know, chat with them and hang with them. And then Monday, uh, to kind of wrap it all up, uh, went to a school in Edmonton called Earl Buxton, did a presentation with the kids there. They, they were amazing. And then, you know, spent pretty much the the grand majority of the afternoon going to the Alberta Stollery Children's Hospital, um, spent about four hours there you know, kind of going around the different sections, you know, um, and if kids were up for it, they, uh, you know, went and took a great cup to them. They got to check it out, get pictures with it, um, gave them some signed cards and stuff, and then, you know, topped it off with uh, um, city council, you know, giving me the pleasure of going there and um, getting recognized by them and, you know, giving them a jersey and stuff like that. And uh, I'm telling you, it was just a, it was a very incredible weekend, a very long weekend, but uh, I'm forever thankful for it. Okay, well, that does sound absolutely incredible. <laughs> you, you crammed all that in, and you shared the Grey Cup and your success with so many people who helped you get there. 
And when you're out in public, and as you said, uh, the the, uh, the uh, cup got a, a bit of an outing in downtown Edmonton, what, what's the reaction when somebody sees the Grey Cup? And, and, you know, you obviously probably mingled with some people who are, are fans and didn't even think they'd be uh, at an establishment to see the Grey Cup. What kind of reaction do you get? So I, I, the two majority of reactions I got was either, is that the Stanley Cup? Or is that the, that's not the real Grey Cup, is it? <laughs> no, honestly, I thought it was hilarious every time. I'm like, for the people who called it the Stanley Cup, I'm like, well, it's kind of the Stanley Cup. It's just the Canadian football version of it. <laughs> and then the other people, I'm like, I'm like, no, this isn't no duplicate of the Grey Cup. I was like, this is the real thing. So Now, are you, are you in the cup supervised? I know the Stanley Cup has a cup keeper. Is there somebody hovering the entire time just to make sure? Or what's the protocol? So the cupkeeper was myself and my family. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell you right now, Reed. The beautiful thing about CFL and the Grey Cup is I call the Grey Cup the, the people's trophy um, because unlike any of the other trophies, you know, I, I got to take it around and, you know, people got to grab it, hold it, and throw it above their head and, you know, have a good time with it. And that's, you know, one of the really special things about the CFL is, like I said, it, it's the people's cup and it's the people's games because, um, it, it's so easy for the fans to be able to relate and, you know, for us to be able to take it anywhere we want and share with everyone is so awesome without any kind of restrictions, right? Justin Lawrence uh, joining us tonight uh, from the Montreal Alouettes, a 2022 Grey Cup champ with the Argos, and he was telling you being in his uh, hometown of Spruce Grove uh, and area with the uh, Cup here over the, the last few days. Now, I, I believe you correct me if I'm wrong, Justin, uh, and, and I should be more sure of myself here because you and I have talked several times, but I believe with Calgary in 2018, uh, you were on the practice roster for the actual Grey Cup. So did you get a a weekend with the cup after the 18 championship. No, so you so you're right 100%. I was on the practice roster for 2018, um but I never got a chance to um get the cup back to my hometown that time around. So, um I I'm, I'm sure the the guy who was managing the Grey Cup out in Toronto kind of got sick of me cuz I was bugging the heck out of him to get it out here. <laughs> but I like I said it, it's a it's a, such a special moment that I was like I was doing everything I could to make sure it got out here. Okay, well, thanks for telling that story, and I'm glad you had such a great experience with it. Look, i, I got to ask you a couple more serious questions, so forgive me. Uh, you made the decision to change teams through eight for free agency, and, and you've signed with Montreal. Yeah. I, I, I have to ask, though, because Montreal's had a little bit of financial-slash-ownership instability here. Um, did that factor at all into your decision about going to the Alouettes? Like, how did you finally land on them? So, honestly, it was a combination of things and why I ended up signing with Montreal. Um, at the end of the day, like, everything that was going on with the ownership of the Montreal um, Alouettes, I really wasn't too concerned with it. Uh, and I had a great talk with my uh, agent, who's actually out of Montreal. And, you know, at the end of the day, whether they found an owner, which thankfully they did, and I, I think it puts the team in a great situation, or if it was operated by the CFL itself, um, the team was in a good spot, and every, all the, the fundings and all that kind of stuff was still going to be in place. So um, I know I, I think the media really made the situation worse than it actually was. Um, so, you know, going into free agency and all that, I, I never really took much of that into account. But, you know, I, I was just absolutely excited about the, you know, the opportunity, not only for me, but the, the team in Montreal. 
Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, an amazing fit. And I, you know, had the opportunity of having a chat with Jason Moss, the head coach there now, who uh, most people around this area know is, a, you know, an Edmonton legend. Um, so I had a great conversation with him. And, you know, the beautiful thing about this game is everyone kind of knows everyone. And, you know, Chris Morris, my university head coach, uh, Tim Princeton, who was my online coach at University of Alberta, uh, played with that guy. So, you know, um, here, hearing the words they had to say about him and, you know, just giving me that positive feedback on him, uh, it, it was really a no-brainer for me to, you know, end up there. And I, I'm really, like I said, I'm really excited about the opportunities there. And I think, you know, just like we did in, Toronto in 2022 I think we have a, a very special opportunity to, to uh, you know do some great things this season all right well all the best uh, there except when you're playing the Elks of course I always say that the nice thing is it's only once this season oh right because it's not a full uh, double double schedule anymore D- two meetings yeah so only, only play them once uh, I, I, I'm sure you're fully back into training and all that kind of stuff because you know things get going here in, in May uh, what, what like you've been watching Oilers uh, what, what have you been doing uh, otherwise when you got some some downtime? Yeah, I've just been like you said. I've been training, getting ready for the season, and then um, I kind of mentioned a bit like I did a I did a coaching tournament out in um, out in Texas, which was a little bit like I've always kind of coached, but to actually coach a full team and you know do that full time was really fun for me. Um, just spending time with my family. I've been also working for a nonprofit organization called The Voice, um, which basically we do like cater programs at school where we go in and, you know, talk to kids and, um, you know, just talk about the daily problems that they're going through and, you know, my face throughout their, you know, long, young lives as they grow up. So uh, I've been keeping busy, man, and uh, just trying to be as uh, into the community as I can and get back as much as I can. So it, it's been really special. and fun for me to kind of like come back and you know just like you said give back to the community that you know was so great to me well, Justin, I, I always love having you on the show. I, I, you know, I think the first time you were on, you were playing for the Golden Bears, and we've caught up with you throughout your pro career as well. So I really appreciate that. You always got a lot of energy. You're always really positive, and I'm just, I, I, I'm just really happy you got to have that weekend with the Great Cup. I mean, just hearing you tell the story was was a pleasure for uh, for me to listen to, and I'm sure for the audience as well. So good for you for that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk down the road, man. Enjoy the rest of the off season, and all the best with the Alouettes. Uh, thanks a lot, Reed, man. It's honestly a big-time pleasure anytime I get to talk to you. Uh, it means a lot to me. I always, I've always listened to you, so, you know, you having me on is uh, is always amazing. So, like you said, I appreciate that, and all the best to you as well, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Right on. That uh, means a lot to me as well. That is Justin Lawrence checking in now from the Montreal Alouettes, a former U of A Golden Bear from Spruce Grove and uh, a great cup champion with the Toronto Argos. Man, oh, man, what what a weekend with the cup, Kellen. Jeez. And Pretty if that, epic, and if that, eh? And if, the, if that doesn't make people listening like Justin Lawrence, I, I, I don't know. You must have a heart of, heart of stone or something. Man, oh, man. <laughs> what an incredible weekend. Indeed. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, you can still chime in quickly if you want at 780-496-0063. We'll take a final look at the scoreboard, too. It's Inside Sports on Chet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your home for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Championship game of the World Baseball Classic. Top of the seventh, Japan leading the United States. 3-1. Def Leppard Armageddon it coming back from break. If uh, you've listened to this show with any regularity over the years, you will know that Def Leppard is my favorite band. Will the drummer for Def Leppard recovering from a violent attack in South Florida? Rick Allen, who was in South Florida to perform a show at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, was attacked while taking a smoke break outside the Four Seasons Hotel on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Police arrested a 19-year-old man but said they don't have a motive for the attack. Police said the assailant was hiding behind a column outside the hotel and ran at Allen, knocking him to the ground. According to the police report, a woman saw Allen fall and ran to help him. The man then attacked her. He was arrested on charges including abusing an elderly or disabled adult. Allen lost his left arm in an accident in 1984. I, Norman Hall. Man, that's crazy. Well, it sounds like he's going to be okay, but that's uh, obviously scary. You're standing there ha- having a smoke, and uh, all of a sudden you're you're down on the ground with, uh, with a violent attack. So uh, Rick Allen. Uh, man, oh man, he's overcome a lot, so I'm sure he'll get uh, get through this for sure. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Thanks a lot for checking out the show tonight. Love having Justin Lawrence on. Matt Fontaine, captain of the Golden Bears hockey team, filled us in on the national tournament, the no handshake story, and uh, reflected on their season. And of course, Luke Gazdick was on earlier as well. He is on every two weeks, and uh, he's been a blast to have on the uh, show. Kellen, I, I got to ask you something. Uh, yeah, you are my o- pretty much only connection to the wild world of professional wrestling. Yes, Is sir. it almost WrestleMania time? Uh, almost next weekend. So the fir- not so the first weekend in April. Yes. And where is it this year? Uh, it is in Los Angeles at the SoFi Stadium in uh, Inglewood. Are, are you going this year? Because you've gone a couple times in the past. No, no, no. I'll be watching from home uh, this this year for this one. So. Okay. Uh, what is the main event? Have they announced that? Uh, they've got Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the uh, WWE Universal Championship. Uh, I think that's going to be on night two. It's a two-night event, because, so it's Saturday and Sunday. Because right? the World Championship isn't enough. He's the champion of the entire universe. Well, he's got both belts. He's got Universal and WWE There's some alien on some distant planet who's really irritated because he wants to fight for the Universal You know, that's what we were thinking, too, when they made this first, you know, announcement and that stuff. But so far, nobody from outside of Earth's orbit has come to challenge (laughs) this thing. Well, it takes a while for messages and light to travel throughout a space. Of course, yeah. The Blue Jackets have beaten the Capitals 7-6 in overtime. Ovechkin did score his 40th in that game, 13th 40-goal season, surpassing Gretzky for the most all-time. Roslovich got the game winner, his ninth, 243, into the uh, extra session as uh, the Blue Jackets had to tie it. Boone Jenner with 47 seconds left in the third. Hurricanes beat the Rangers 3-2. Tara Vinen got the game winner. Flyers knock off the Panthers 6-3. The Wild beat the Devils 2-1 in overtime. Matt Boldy got the winner. His 23rd with two seconds left in overtime. Predators ring up the Sabres 7-3. Boston hangs on to beat Ottawa 2-1. The Canadians take out the Lightning 3-2. The Islanders now up 6-2 on the Maple Leafs. Cal Clutterbuck two goals to get up to six on the season. Three goals in the second. 
three in the third for the Islanders there. Jets, big game for them, leading the Coyotes 2-1, started the third, also early in the third. Red Wings and Blues 2-2 in the second period. Kraken and Stars, it's 3-1 for Seattle. Another huge one for the Flames. They visit Anaheim in about 10 minutes, and Vegas up atop the Pacific Division with L.A. Uh, this is Vegas's game in hand they're making up on L.A. They play in a few minutes uh, as well against the Vancouver Canucks. Tomorrow, I'll join you at 6 for Inside Sports, 7 o'clock for the face-off show, late one between the Oilers and the Coyotes. Have a good night.